A very warm welcome to the fourth of our business briefing podcasts, which aim to give you the opportunity to learn from successful local businesses so you can pick up advice, ideas, tips and techniques that you may be able to use in your own particular situation. Uh, I'm John Kind and I've worked with the Winchester Bid for the past 10 years publishing the quarterly Business Barometer Report, which monitors and comments upon the performance of both retail and non-retail businesses in the city centre. Our guests today are Ross Garcia and Sarah Wheeler. Ross is the owner of By Ross Garcia, a relatively new hairdressing and lifestyle salon in Southgate Street. And Sarah is Ross's artistic director and also his social media guru. Great titles. Ross and Sarah, welcome. We're delighted to have you with us. First of all, can I ask you, Ross, how has your business managed to survive, bearing in mind that it was launched only a few weeks before the first lockdown early last year? What have you done to keep your show on the road? I think one of our main things to keep us going has been to keep our overheads down low. I mean, when we opened, it was extremely difficult to gauge how successful it was going to be and at what period time before we actually you know could could relax a little bit so I think the initial thing was to keep the overheads down which we were fortunate because the business hadn't been open long before we went into lockdown so we opened in January late January and were closed in March so we were still very much in our infancy and really hadn't taken the stabilizers off yet um I think being prepared not to earn anything and not have anything overrunning for maybe six months, even a year um, for us was a key point and has managed to see us through. Um, I think one of our main sort of successes, um, both Sarah and myself sat here for a long time discussing and planning and how to move things forward was to have a plan. And once you have that plan, no matter what comes along, still keep that in your mind's eye um, to be able to work forward towards that, no matter how slowly, if you're closed, still have that end game in place and work towards it no matter what. If you're hindered by circumstances, still have that plan to work towards, really. I think those basic things, you know, not having too many overheads, not stretching yourself too far with the business too soon, and to have a plan and stick to it, I think, has been our main beneficial angle. So, Ross, uh, really a tale of it was a great resilience, uh, lots of determination, and as you've just mentioned, plenty of business planning. Now, Sarah, tell us a bit about your role. Uh, in what ways do you help and support Ross and the business overall? Um, I think uh, the main help um, has been, the main focus has been on the social media, which um, is going 
really well. I was lucky enough to have the support from one of Ross's lovely clients, Miranda. Um, she's given me lots of uh, bits to work on and then we've just taken it from there, which has been, I've loved the creativity of it. It's been really fun to do. Um, and then I think the fact that Ross and my personalities are quite different uh, has helped. <laughs> I think I'm a little bit more... Uh, colourful, <laughs> fluffy, <laughs> whereas Ross loves a bar graph. So. Yeah. <laughs> More of a figures guy. <laughs> yeah. So I think the combination of our personalities has worked really well to, yeah, work through plans and ideas together. And this title, Artistic Director, it's a great title, but you also are at the sharp end because you're also a stylist. And how does, I mean, how does the relationship between uh, an artistic director role and being a stylist, how does that work out? Um, so day to day I'm in the salon working as a stylist um, and then around that time I work in the social media and the ideas. Um, we just sort of bounce them off each other, have meetings and yeah, just... I think you, it's very difficult to have one without the other. Um not to cut you off, but um, <laughs> if you don't, if you're not living it and working it, it's very hard then to come up with good ideas on how you can improve things. And I think as an artistic director, whether it's for on the creative side, on the business side, you know, you can always have an input because you know what's working and what's not, and you can work it out very, very quickly. And that's what Sarah's main sort of angle on this is. And she's very, very good at it, which helps me a lot. And, and this means, Sarah, that the plan or the planning that Ross talked about earlier also includes being very clear about the contribution you're going to make. So you have your own roadmap, as it were, as well as the roadmap for the business overall. Exactly. And then we just bring them together, I think, which I think is why it's quite nice that we have slightly different outlooks on things, because when we bring them together, they can be, yeah, really nice addition to each other, others' ideas and thoughts. What might be a couple of examples of the contributions you've made to Ross's business over the last few months? Um, I'd probably say mainly the social media um, and just some ideas about events and things that we can do in the salon, but that will, I'm looking forward to that happening post-COVID. We've been quite restrictive, restricted with what we could do um, during lockdowns and after lockdowns. Um, you know, numbers of clients in the salon and such. So, yeah. I think Sarah's been hugely, hugely beneficial for us, raising profile of um, salon members when they start with us, when they start, when we need. So I turn around to Sarah and say, look, I need a push on so-and-so. We need to raise profile. How are we going to do that? What's the best way to do that? And then Sarah will take that away. I don't have to think about it anymore. And she'll come up with ideas on how to. Okay. And that's the job role, I would say. So it's a relatively new business in Winchester where the profile, relatively speaking, is quite low. Mm. One of Sarah's roles is to use social media so that the brand of By Ross Garcia becomes much more well-known, much more widespread. And because you've got somebody who specialises in that area, then you can leave her to get on with it. 100%. Yeah, correct. That's very clear, Sarah. Thank you, <laughs> thank you very much. Ross, um, back to you for a moment. Um, I've noticed that there's no shortage of hairdressing and lifestyle uh, salons in Winchester. And perhaps, although this is a bit of an estimate, perhaps a dozen or more in and around Southgate Street. So can you just indicate what you do um, so you're better and 
different from the competition, quite literally, round the corner that you face? Just two or three examples of what makes you different. I think our main outlook on it is that we don't see it as competition. We, we put out our stall and we know through, you know, just between Sarah and myself, both sort of 20 years plus in the industry, a lot of the team have sort of experienced being taught by people, people that I know. So I know what we're putting out is at the level it needs to be. Um, and I've got wherever possible, I don't have any sort of, you know, weak links in the chain if it's not how it should be. So both value and experience. So I know full well that my team can meet the criteria that I set out in the beginning, which is a huge help. Um, I think, again, going back to the, the plan, you, you, you come up with good ideas, you lay your stall out, and it's not for everyone. Some people might like, you know, one angle, some people like a different sort of flavour. You know, there's lots of diversity and people like different things. Now, for me to throw a net out and expect to catch everyone is unrealistic, especially, as you say, we've got competition, good competition all around Winchester, you know, and elsewhere, you know, cities, big cities that aren't sort of too far away. So for us, and why would people come to us is because we do what we do and we do it to the best of our ability. Now, if people buy into that and they want to be part of that sort of slightly more relaxed, easygoing, sort of more of a lifestyle salon, as you say, then I think that is what separates us, but doesn't put us up or below. It just separates us. And I think having that ability to separate us from everyone else in a world that is very samey, um, it's quite nice to put your own spin on things. And an example of a particular spin you put on things? Um, I think even down, I mean, even down to the decor that we have. I mean, that was the, one of the first things I purposely, I spent my life in hairdressing, working in monochrome, um, angles, marble, you know, metal, you know, very angular, wearing all black, um, all of these almost sort of stereotypical ideas of what a, of a, a hairdresser, a high-end ha hairdressing salon is. And I, we went so far against that, didn't we? We went yeah. for round mirrors, win, uh, wooden tops. Lots of colour. Um, lots Bright of colour. Um, plants, house plants. We had just anything that would put a softer edge on what had gone before. And everywhere you look within sort of the local area, you can see patterns in the same, but I think I think we're still that way. There's there's nothing that looks like us at the moment, and that's just well, one that's example. A, that's, a, that's a great example. Just back to you, Sarah. You've mentioned one or two things about what you've done um, in the past on social media. Just thinking about the next few months, uh, what's on your agenda social media-wise that might not just be applicable to you, but for other businesses whose owners and managers are listening to this, what, what, uh, what's on your radar at the moment? 
Um, well, I think we're always trying to, um, as Ross said, raise profile. Um, and we're trying to do that through different team members that we have in the salon. Um, but we also like to keep quite current with different things that are happening around Winchester. So not just about hairdressing. We like to keep it about different events in Winchester, um, different businesses that are opening and just keeping connected with everybody in Winchester, really. So, yeah, that's and something. And you communicate that information as in your different social media channels, do you? Yes. So um, if uh, another local business is having an event or something, we would, you know, um, we would promote that as well and just say, you know, good luck, well done. Or, Beauty of tagging yeah. people in things and, you know, being able to share that kind of information and raising their profile, they raise our profile and it becomes like a cyber community where everyone... And we like to get involved in that. You know, if we're going to be in Winchester, we might as well be part of Winchester um, rather than, you know, shut us down. We're in competition, as you said before. Sort of, we try not to look at it as competition. Yeah. There's a great deal we could talk about. Can I just home in on something that I know is close to Ross's heart? And that is your approach to managing people. Just give us a stream of consciousness about your approach to, to staff management, for want of a better phrase. I think for staff management, I, one of my biggest bugbears throughout my career has been a lack of communication. Um, I think when you've got a team of people who are equally as talented as you, equally as capable, and but... It's, I see it almost as an insecurity not to be able to share the opportunities with them and take information from them. So communication for me is, is, is a massive thing, being able to understand so that they know how to move forward, how they can raise their profile, how they can raise their business. And if they become their own, they become part of the business rather than a commodity within the business that I can you know, do as I will, you know, do as I wish with if they're invested and they want it to do well because it shines well on them and you have this interaction that becomes a lot more agreeable to then put things to people rather than feeling like they're under the cosh to sort of like, well, you have to do this. If it's Sarah's idea, she's going to see it through more than if it's just my idea and I'm barking orders. And I think communication for me has been a, it's been a huge, huge Pro. And freedom as well. You wanted people to have freedom, didn't you? Yeah. Um, and could I also mention something that you um, referred to in an earlier conversation, and that is you're very keen on, for want of a better phrase, having clear measures of performance. So your staff members, whether it's bookings and repeats and so on and so forth, know factually what's expected of them. Yeah. So, I mean, it's as much as it's what's expected of them, it's so that they can keep an idea themselves on where they're at as well. So we have their booking system and their ability to check the dashboard. It's called on the system um, and know exactly where they are in relation to what they need to do to take home what they want to take home at the end of each month, um, the amount of rebooks they've got. So without technology, and I had a, a, a franchise 
many years ago where we didn't have any of this information. And I look back now and think how we managed without it is baffling to me because with the level of technology now and the amount of information that you can have instantly on a daily basis, I used to have to wait, you know, till the year end to speak to my accountant who would wash over things very lightly. I can look at it daily and see exactly. And, you know, Sarah will take the mick out of me on most days. I was say, as, that's uh, your favourite part, so isn't it? So te- technology, <laughs> using it effectively... I think that's that's been critical key. to the way you, you run the business. Yeah, because it can look lovely and soft on the outside, but behind it, you you soon come unstuck if you're not organised. And you know, it's amazing how much calm that spreads when people know where they're at, and the communication is there. They know where they're at. I know where they're at. Everyone knows exactly what there is expected and where they, and the figures don't lie so when you have to have a difficult conversation you can it doesn't have to be so personal it can be literally so we need to do something about this this and this they can see it i can see it and it doesn't turn into a a personal vendetta (laughs) well that's again uh, very clear ross i'm afraid that time is running out i'm sure we could continue on this conversation uh for a long time so um those of you listening uh, uh, that's it um our thanks to uh ross and sarah thanks, for being so informative Thank you. and um doing a bit of a commercial uh if you'd like to know a bit more about ross's business there's an interview with him uh in the winchester bids business magazine Kind Words, Essential Bedtime Reading, uh, and the next issue will be published by the end of September. So until next time, uh, goodbye and thank you so much for listening.